This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. I can't believe we are already recording the ninth episode of season four of HSC Chat, but finally... We are coming to the start of the season. The season starts tomorrow, of course, at Warsaw away. We thought for a change, we usually put club news at the end of the episode. But why not start with club news? And of course, earlier, just before we started recording this, actually, Regan Ogle um, has left Pools. There was a tweet put out. Um, Artlepool United can today confirm the departure of Regan Ogle. The Australian fullback has joined Scunthorpe United on a permanent deal. Ogle joined Pools at the beginning of the 21-22 season and made 24 appearances um, as of the last campaign. Everyone at the club would like to thank Regan for his service and we wish him all the best in the future. Now, I'm led to believe that Regan still had another year left on his contract, so hopefully Pools have managed to get however much it is for him. Now, I'm going to ask you your thoughts on him, Davo, um, before we get on to anything else, but I'll just give you my thoughts. I think, you know, I, I do wish him the best. I, I really do. I, I hope he does well at Scunthorpe, obviously dropping down a level personally, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way. I think that's the level that Regan Ogle is at. I think he, he'll do well in that league. I think, you know, he'll, he'll probably play a big part and, probably one of the key reasons for Regan's departure um, I'd expect would be the fact that Tumulty's come in now. So there's Sterry and Tumulty ahead of um, Regan in that, that lineup. So yeah, I'm not going to say too much. Wish him all the best. Of course. I think I'm not fussed. He's left. I wasn't his biggest fan personally. I can see why people did like him and and he didn't I can't think of anything that he's done wrong like nothing springs to mind uh, he was a steady player obviously played a big part in the third goal at Bradford away which was one of the best away days of last season but yeah that's the news that he's gone to join Scunthorpe United Davo any any thoughts on that? Um, I think you've summed it up pretty well I think it's a, a deal a situation that probably suits both parties um, like you've said Regan's coming this summer who arguably could compete well with Jamie for that right back, right wing back spot. Um, 
Well, I think it's important to stress that Reagan's application, I don't think, should ever be questioned because I think as much as he wasn't to everyone's cup of tea, I think he was always someone who would give 100%. And it was funny because just before we started recording this episode, I did say to you, I thought, in my opinion, he had quite a solid pre-season. But ultimately, I think it's it's money in the bank for HUFC and it's a deal that probably suits him. And hopefully he can go on and, and get regular first-team football at, at Scunthorpe. Moving on to the second bit of club news. And as we know, Pools drew... Um, Blackburn Rovers away in the Carabao Cup. Um, that game will be on Wednesday, the 10th of August, kick-off at 7.45pm. Tickets are already on sale. Um, apart from that, the tickets will be eligible for 20 loyalty points per person. So moving on now, um, Pools have obviously appointed a first-team analyst this week, which I, I think is a really positive move. Um, I'll just quickly read the... Uh, club statements. Hartlepool United are pleased to announce the recruitment of Chris Napier as our lead first team performance analyst. Chris has worked with the team throughout pre-season and will continue with the club as we head into the 2022-23 campaign. Formerly with Aberdeen, Cove Rangers and Crystal Palace, Chris boasts a plethora of scouting and analysis experience. Chris spent two years with Premier League outfit Palace before making the move up to the North East. He's added, I'm delighted to be part of the team here at Hartlepool to work with Paul and Gordon. Again, was not an opportunity uh, I could turn down. I will do everything I can in my role to assist the team the best I can. Paul Hartley's also said that Chris is someone he's worked with before Palace. He will help the players and staff and he will keep us focused and help us focus also on, on the opposition. He's got great experience and I know he will improve us. There's also been another appointment, academy manager. Um, obviously, the fantastic news that the academy is getting started again at the club. Um, so, Pulls have announced that academy manager has now been appointed. Final bit of club news, and Davo. Um, there was an article yesterday came out about um, Pulls conducting an audit. I know we've had a lot of conversations in the group chat that we're in. Thankfully, Bailey is experienced in that department so he's been able to try and explain it all to us who don't really have much of a clue so Dow, if you could just read us the article about the audit that pools are currently conducting yeah so the financial year end for the club is the 31st of july 2022 and the club have made the decision to carry out their year end audit on the 1st of august 2022 the club shop and the tickets will be closed for that day but tickets will remain on sale online only this will also give us the opportunity to replenish the shelves and carry on fulfilling the orders that have been placed, ready for another busy week of sales in time for the return to the South Direct Stadium for the opening game of the 22-23 season against AFC Wimbledon. Well, that completes the club news section of the podcast. We'll now move on to reviewing the signings that Paul Hartley has made this summer. Before we do talk about our personal favourite signing of the summer and also look at what you've put as fans. I'll just quickly recap the 13 summer signings that Paul Hartley has made in no particular order. Carl Leatheran, Regan Tumulty, Alex Lacey, Ewan Murray, Senate, also known as Mahmoud Nyang, Brody Patterson, Callum Cook, Jake Hasty, Jack Hamilton, Josh Umra, Ellis Taylor, Mikia Endoji, Roland Menaise, and that concludes the 13 summer signings. In terms of a personal standout for me, I'm going to go with, this is no association to Glasgow Rangers before anyone who listens criticises me for that, Jake Hasty. I mean, 
I think he's been fantastic. I think he's more than um, stepped up to the plate in terms of, you know, replacing Luke Molyneux. I think he's looked really good cutting in. He's got pace. He's got tricks. And I just think he's going to have a fantastic season. I've said that on my personal Twitter. And, you know, I just think he looks sharp and I think he'll just get better with time. But I will say there are honourable mentions for Mamid Niang, also known as Senna. I think he's been absolutely fantastic. Some of the challenges he's put in, his strength on the ball, the way he controls play. Um, and then a, a few of the defenders have stood out for me. So Regan Tumulty, obviously, we know how good Jamie Sterry is. Um, he's absolutely fantastic. And to try and fill his shoes whilst Sterry's being injured is a big job. And I think he's shown that he can step up to the plate. I think he's been brilliant. Um, but also... Obviously, losing Timmy, Gary Little, um, and of course, Neil Byrne, we've had to replace with some quality defenders to make sure that we don't lose a standard at the back. And I think Alex Lacey and you and you and Murray have 110% stepped up to the plate. I think they've been fantastic. I think Murray looks like a natural leader, reads the game extremely well. I think, you know, Alex Lacey is a fantastic player, quality addition. So looking forward to all of those um, hopefully playing a big part this season. But that's not to discredit any of the other signings. I think we've brought in players like Callum Cook, fantastic player, talented. Um, I think we'll see a lot of good stuff from Jack Hamilton and Josh Umara as well. Hopefully, Alice Taylor, obviously signing yesterday, will be um, a good addition. How much game time he gets, that's for Paul Artley to decide. But I'm really looking forward to seeing someone who is a Pools fan who loves the club, who knows what it's all about, pull on that famous blue and white. So, yeah, in summary, my standout will go with Jake Hasty. Davo, what are you thinking? I'm torn and I cannot distinguish one against the other, but it's joint between Hasty and Senna. Um, Hasty, like you've said, looks to be the ideal replacement to Molyneux. Very similar in the way he navigates his game, obviously cutting in onto his left foot. Um, the pace, the tricks Ari has up his sleeve. Um, I think, like you say, absolute perfect replacement for Morals and Senna, who's just shown um, great, great quality, both in the midfield and at the back. Um, solid, solid player. Um, loves to throw himself into challenges, shows a fight, which is something that, as a pool side, we've lacked for many, many years now. So to have that kind of player who fights for everything, I think will be a great asset to the team. I think it's imperative though that if we are going to get the best out of centre, that he has to play in the middle. Mm. As much as it's good to have that versatility, I think, you know, you've got to make the most of your assets and for, to make the most out of centre, you've got to play him um, in the midfield. But I think as well as that, shout outs to Lacey and Menyese. I think they've both been I think they've both been pretty solid at the back in pre-season. I haven't been spoken about much by fans, but I think if they go about their business like they have been, then I think, who knows, I think they could give Pools a really solid foundation at the back. Yeah, as you touched um, on what you were saying about Senna um, and how, you know, he's shown this fight and this... He's a, he's a warrior, as cliche as that sounds. He's someone who's not afraid to put in a big tackle. And in the past... I know I've had numerous conversations about the fact that we are not smart in terms of we don't hit our man. We are a bit weak in how we play. We're not. 
physical and I think he will I know we've had Gus Mafilt, but I think he's gonna be much better than Gus. Um I think it'll be a, a real solid um solid addition and, and as you say if he's playing in the right position I think he's gonna be a key key player for us um moving forward this season. But there was also a fans vote as I mentioned and the person we've just been talking about, Senna took the vote with fifty one percent but it was between your two options as well. So Jake Hasty got 43% of the vote as well. Alex Lacey got 5% and other was 1%. So yeah, look, there's lots of promising signs. There's been talk about, well, there's been people who've been sceptical about the amount of people from Scotland. Um, But I think as long as they played in the right positions, they know that we believe in them as fans. We get behind them week in, week out. I think, they'll come good and I think you know we're in for an exciting season with with some of those um some of those assets so yeah it's been great to see the recruitment that we brought in we do need a few more bodies in I think um but hopefully Paul Hartley will be able to sort that out and we'll be able to have a good squad that's able to uh to compete this season and uh and let's see see where we end up so we are delighted to welcome back to the podcast HFC chat regular Mark Carroll. Mark, how's the off season treated you? Oh, it's good. Yeah, I've got all my uh, my summer chores done, so I've been released to return to the football. So I'm looking forward to it. That's brilliant. So first and foremost, what are your thoughts on how pre season has gone, both on and off the pitch? Um. Well, as I said, it's sort of been a slow burner, hasn't it? You know, from appointing the manager. That, that that took a, a quite a, a felt a long time um then start sort of bringing players in it's just been a slow start but last couple of weeks it's um it's been more of a uh, of a flow hasn't it there's been more coming in so that's been good there's been more coming in so I've been pleased with that it's just been a case in the last sort of um couple of weeks of actually getting used to the players you know because there's not been that much of a big turnover. Um, getting getting used to the names and everything, so um, I think it's, well, it's pretty good. I think Paul Hartley's sort of himself. There's still some areas to strengthen, um, but but overall, I've I've been encouraged by what I've seen so far in pre-season. Well, you've alluded to it there about signings, and we've discussed it earlier on the episode. But who's been your signing this summer based off pre-season performances, or perhaps it's better to put it this way: who are you most excited yeah. to watch? Well, as I said, I know people say um, hasty, and, I, and you know I'm excited to see. But the player that surprised me is um, is Sun and Yang, um, especially when he's played in midfield. Because I think in the last couple of seasons, I think we've really been short of some aggression in our midfield, um, and I think judging by the preseason games, he's he's somebody who's not going to be fighting to put his you know foot in. He's not going to be worried about getting the three other cards. So I'm excited to see him. I think midfield is an area where we're a bit soft. Um, not of, a lot of nice football players, but not a lot of real aggression in there. So I'm looking forward to seeing him hopefully play more of his time in that centre midfield role. What are your realistic, key word being realistic in that sentence, hopes as to where we will finish yeah. and what we can accomplish? Yeah, well, I, I think the amount of years that you've been watching them and I've certainly been watching them, you've got to be realistic. You know, they're sort of like 
making bold statements that diminishes over time. So we finished 17th last season. As we sit here now, without any more addition, that would be quite happy with finishing 10th to 12th in the league, mid-table, 10th to 12th. I think that would be, I would think that would be progress. Um, and I think that would be a, uh, a good season, you know, unless we, unless we make two or three really high quality additions. I don't think that's a bad um, finishing point. No, I don't think we'd argue with that. And especially if we can chuck in a couple of cup um, successions into that, that would be uh, even better. And final question then, Mark, season starts tomorrow. I know you're dead excited like the both of us. I mean, what are your thoughts and feelings heading to Walsall? And can we push you to a prediction as well, please? Well, obviously, you're you know excited. It's uh, the first first game of the season. We went. It wasn't that long ago. We were at well also at the end of last season. But both teams have gone undergone a huge change. So I, I think the one thing we'll see from Paul Hartley's team is we'll see a team that's organised, that's disciplined, um, and that has some flair and pace in the final third. So. I'd be quite happy to come away from the Bascot tomorrow or whatever it's called these days um, with a point in my back pocket. I'd take a point in my back pocket now. Three points, delighted. So, Mark, it's been fantastic to hear from you, get your insight as ever, and uh, we look forward to many more appearances this season on HUFC Chat. Yeah, I'll see you around at the ground soon, both of you. As we heard from Mark there, he gave us his prediction for the upcoming season. He talked about mid-table. Um, would be really solid 10th or 12th building on what we did last season and, and I must say I, I agree with him Um, I think for us to finish around 10th maybe even a little bit higher if we have a really good uh, run or whatever I think would be an absolutely fantastic result for a squad that's been rebuilt for a management team that haven't experienced English football before and managing in the EFL I think it would be fantastic for us to be able to get a solid mid-season finish I'd like to think that mid-table finish sorry I'd like to think that um, we'd have some cup success again it'd be brilliant to see how far we could get in the Papa John's obviously a fantastic opportunity for Wembley which we were so close to last year um, and then even FA Cup being able to tie such a, um, a brilliant club in Crystal Palace hopefully we can get um, the equivalent of that or if not better once again so yeah for me I must say um, I'd be looking at as finishing probably around 10th would be a fantastic season one that I'm confident it's a realistic ambition in my opinion I know we've had this debate um, on various occasions over the last couple of weeks a few of us lads so Davo perhaps you can just let the listeners know your thoughts uh, yeah I'll be in agreement with you and Mark I think when you look Fundamentally, at HUFC, this campaign, we've got a brand new management team who are experiencing the EFL for the first time, players experiencing the EFL for the first time. So I think if we could get anywhere from, in my opinion, 10th to potentially 13th, I think that would be, that would constitute a good campaign for us. And it's something that we can build on for next season. I think anything after that, I think it would be just amazing. It's something that I would love to see, not necessarily saying, top seven but like you say a top 10 finish would be would be brilliant for, for me personally and, and like you say if that can be added to with potentially a good cup run in the Papa John hopefully go one better this year and, and get to that Wembley walking down Wembley way I think that would be amazing if not then uh, a decent cup run in the FA Cup uh, 
a Premier League team away from home, something similar to last year in the in the, in the sense of Crystal Palace or who knows one of the elite boys, then I think that would be brilliant for me personally. Well, yeah, it'd be quite good for you if we got Man United away, wouldn't it? Because at least you'd be able to make your uh, trip to Old Trafford because you never go there any other time. Um, but That's anyway, shocking from you. Quickly, quickly moving on. Um, I think what we've just discussed there has been echoed um, in the tweet that we put out. We put out a tweet asking about your thoughts for the upcoming season. Thank you to every single one who's voted. There's 83 of yet, and the final results have come in just shy of half. Um, of the voters have gone for a solid mid-table finish. That was 47%. And we've got 35% more optimistic than that who've gone for a playoff push. I mean, I think someone must, a couple of people must have pressed this for a laugh. Um, and I don't mean that in any disrespect. I would absolutely love it. But realistically, we're not going to have a title challenge. But 5% of you have um, put that. And then 13% put bottom half. Um, which is interesting to see, interesting to, you know, if we could speak to those people who voted that, why they've put that. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm not saying that that's bad opinion to have. But, um, yeah, really interesting to see what everybody has, um, has contributed to there in terms of letting us know your thoughts ahead of the new season. So now we've looked at that, we're going to have the very first um, view from the press box instalment. We spoke to Rob Law yesterday um, when we recorded with the man himself. Well, it's the first view from the press box with Rob Law. Rob, welcome on to the podcast, starting a new season. Are you excited? Oh, lads, honestly, I can't wait. I feel like, um, I was going to say it's like first day of school, but <laughs> some people hate that, don't they? And I definitely did. So let's just say like kid before Christmas. I think that sounds a bit better. Yeah, we'll go with that one. Well, first and foremost, we always say it's hard to judge, but what are your thoughts and feelings heading into the new season based off the pre-season that we've had? Do you know what? I think uh, we've been talking a lot about this recently, just um, in and around the office and with a lot of the other journalists and me and Eddie just chatting on as well. And there's sort of that... Um, I want to say... Obviously, excitement, um, but there is cautious optimism, I think is probably how I'd label it. You know, there's a lot of unknowns going into this season with obviously the management team who on paper look absolutely perfect, fit for the club, the type of manager, the type of structure that the club needs right now. And the signings that have come in, uh, again, on paper look really good and some promising signs in pre-season. But it's just knowing how much you can really take from pre-season and, and how it will all work when the season gets gets going and it all starts for real. I mean, fingers crossed, I think we're in for a really entertaining, exciting season. I hope that's the case. Uh, but we, I don't think we'll really know until we're you know, a handful of games into the season. So in terms of recruitment, we've made 13 summer signings and that includes Ellis Taylor, who has joined this evening from neighbouring club Sunderland. What are your thoughts on the transfer business conducted so far by Paul Hartley? Um, it's, uh, do you know what? I've been really impressed. Judging by what I've seen in pre-season from the new signings, I think they've seemed to have gelled really well. Um, you know, a, a bunch of them have come down from Scotland together. So I suppose in some way that kind of that helps them settle into the 
to the area and the surroundings a lot quicker. A lot of them know Paul Hartley very well. Some of them have worked with him quite closely. Um, and I know there was a bit of scepticism amongst some section of the support, the fact that so many were coming from Scotland and how will they adapt to English football? You know, I mean, we, on BBC Radio Tees, we obviously cover Middlesbrough as well. And, and um, I think back to what happened under Gordon Strachan at Middlesbrough uh, when a similar thing happened, and but I don't think that it will, that will be the case with with pools. It seems from pre season that the the players have settled in really well. Um, Eddie Kyle said to me just earlier today, you know, he said that look, I, I think some of these signings are as good as, if not better, than the players who have left, and he he stands by that. Um, I don't know if I'm I'm quite there with him yet. I, I'm still to be sort of converted in that sense, but I'm I'm quite impressed with some of the some of the deals, particularly that have been done. The likes of Jake Hasty, um, I think Josh and Mayer will be a good signing. Um, Regan Tumulty, you know, and I know I might get pelters for this, but I think he will. I think he will push Jamie Sterry potentially really close to the starting eleven. I know we all love Jamie Sterry. I know we all think he's brilliant. But I, from what I've seen in preseason of Tumulty, I think that he will. You know, there's a real push and a real fight there for that right back spot. So it took a bit of a while to get going. All the recruitment, didn't it? And we were getting pretty nervous and pretty worried um, at the the lack of activity, but. It's since the ball started rolling, there's been this little sort of drip feeding of signings here and there. And I think they're probably another two signings, three signings potentially away from having that squad that, you know, we can uh, really hope for a successful season from. You've mentioned a few names there. I mean, who has stood out for you the most, would you say, so far and why? Uh, Jake Hasty will be the obvious one. Any Poolies who have seen um, and had the pleasure of watching Pools in pre-season. He's just looked dangerous for the most part every time I've seen him. Um, he looks like an ideal replacement for Luke Molyneux. He's, I think he's got a, he's maybe got a bit more pace about him than, than Molyneux had. Um, I think we'll still see <laughs> you know, a, a Hartlepool player cutting in from the right-hand side and curling one into the far corner. Even though Molyneux's gone, I think Hastie will take over that sort of mantle. Um, Alex Lacey in defence has been looked solid. Uh, I think the, the only potential thing with him is if we can keep him fit for the majority of the season. Uh, I mentioned Tumulty there. Uh, he's been impressive. Uh, so I think you can kind of look all over the pitch and there's been some real standout performances. Um, but the one the one for me who takes a cake, I think, is, is Jake Hasty at this moment in time. I am a little bit surprised, Rob, that you didn't mention Senna. However, we have talked yeah, about yeah, what yeah. we have. I, I, all right, let me let me just uh, let me just I'll put <laughs> like a side note in there and just say, obviously, I mean, he has been brilliant. Yeah, um, I, th- I think we'll be. I think we'll we'll see a lot from him this season. I'm excited to see a few crunching challenges from him. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you off on that one, Rob. But we have <laughs> talked about what we have. Now on to what we don't. Where do you think we need to recruit before the window shuts at the end of August? Um, 
I I think I think we we'll still see a few signing or two at the top end of the pitch. Um, I think that is it's common knowledge. Um, Paul Hartley speaking after the the Sunderland friendly interviewing him uh, for BBC Radio T Sport, and he was he said exactly that. I asked him point blank, you know, where where are you looking to strengthen? And he said, clear as day, top end of the pitch. That's where we need to strengthen. And, and I agree. Look, I know Josh Amir has come in. I know uh, and Jolie's come in as well, who can play as a striker, but predominantly more of a, of a wide forward than a through the centre. Um, I think those are good acquisitions, but they're still, as I touched upon earlier, probably a little bit of an unknown quantity at this level. Um, so I think we'll see another signing or two at the top end of the pitch. Um, I think another centre-back as well. I think they could do with another centre-back just to to cover their bases. Um, I know under Dave Challoner, Pills kind of stockpiled centre-backs. Um, but I think with Alex Lacey, I mentioned about his potential injury problems that, that that he might have and tends to have. Hopefully those are behind him. Like I said, really impressed with him. Um, but I would like to see another centre-back. And also, just because what you were saying there, Davo, about uh, centre, Mohamed Niang, yes, he can play a centre-back. But I think anyone who sees him this season will be saying, oh, put him in midfield. Just put him in midfield. Because when he's played there in pre-season, he's looked really strong. So I think bringing another centre-back, that allows you to play Niang more in the midfield. And I think it'd be there or thereabouts um, with the squad. But I think we'll see. I think we'll see two, maybe another three signings, even though Ellis Taylor's come through the door today. I think Paul Hartley will look to add to the squad right up until the close of the window. Well, I, for one, cannot disagree with that. And on to a more general question now. A question I think you asked me on Monday night. But which game are you looking forward to most this season? Stockport? No. Um, <laughs> uh, there's, oh, man. I mean, just, I'm just hoping, and it's this, I know there'll be fans and journalists up and down the country saying this about the teams that they support and the teams that they cover. Um, just an exciting season. I just, I, I really hope we see a Hartlepool United. Um, competing at the top end, the you know the the top half of the table, in and amongst it. Um, I hope we see cup runs. I hope we see dramatic last minute winners. I hope we see incredible f- comebacks, like we saw against Harrogate last season. You know, I just want to be able to uh, to be able to talk about a Hartlepool United team that is entertaining fans and that has fans on the edge of its seat and um, and that has fans excited about going to watch their team play football, you know. Um, so there's there's loads of things I'm looking forward to. Trip to Wimbledon, I think that'll be a good one. Uh, obviously, I joke about Stockport, but I, yeah, that's got to be on most people's list, hasn't it? Mm. Uh, whether it's Dave Challoner back at uh, back at Hartlepool, um, and, and the re- the reception that he that he'll get, um, or even the the trip to uh, the trip to Stockport as well. I just think there's there's so many games in and around 
uh, League Two that we can look forward to. And obviously, there's a Blackburn game as well in the Cup, so there's loads. Honestly, I'm just looking forward to the season in general, lads, really. I can't wait, and I just feel like this week has taken forever. I don't know about you, but it just feels to have crawled by. Yeah, 110%. And you've you've mentioned just about the whole excitement for the season now. I think that's the most important thing. We we just look forward to every single game. We want to be excited. We want to, you know, whether we're playing Sutton, who, no disrespect, doesn't really stand out as an exciting game, or whether we're playing <laughs> Stockport, for example. You know, it's, it's all about just wanting to be there and wanting to support the lads. So finally then, at the time of recording, we're just two days away from the season starting. It's Warsaw first up. I mean, how are you feeling heading into it and can we get a prediction from you? Yeah, uh, fairly confident. I know Warsaw have recruited quite heavily as well. Um, Paul Hartley's 13 signings this summer um, and Warsaw have, I think, got about 10, uh, some big signings in there as well, up front uh, with Danny Johnson and whatnot. So... Uh, look, I think it's a really difficult opening day, um, but I, I think I think if Pools can go there and get a point, it'll be a good point. But I'm going to be greedy because it's first game of the season, and if you can't be optimistic on the first game of the season, then when can you? So <laughs> I'm going to go two one to Pools uh, for Paul Hartley to get three points in his back pocket as he skips back home. <laughs> to Hartlepool uh, after his first game as uh, as Hartlepool boss. Quality, Rob. Well, thank you once again for coming on. Thank you for your fantastic insight and we look forward to hearing more from you throughout the season. Fingers crossed, lads. It's going to be an entertaining season. Thank you as always. Uh, look forward to, to chatting more with all the twists and turns that are set to come, no doubt. Moving forward now and it is time for the first match preview of the 22-23 campaign. And it is the Walsall preview. And just before I do start, this is on the official club website. The preparations are done. The players are ready and the stage is set. Hartlepool United return to League Two action tomorrow with a trip to Walsall kickoff at 3pm. Walsall finished one place above Pools last season with an identical set of wins, draws and losses. 14 wins, 12 draws and 20 losses kept the Saddlers safe and they'll want to build on that 16th place finish this term. They've invested in the squad in this summer, sorry, recently signing Timmy Abraham, the brother of England and Roma forward Tammy, as well as experienced defender Peter Clark and Middlesbrough born forward Danny Johnson. The sides have met 55 times in the past with Poles victorious on 18 occasions. Walsall have won 19 of the previous fixtures and the remaining 18 have been draws. Last season, the sides had one victory each. In August 2021, goals from Tyler Bury and Nicky Featherston saw Pools win 2 0 at home before Pools won, uh, sorry, before Pools lost, sorry, 3 1 in the reverse fixture. Fans can continue to purchase tickets until 4 pm from the club's ticket office. Otherwise, tickets will be available on the day with, I believe, increased prices. And if you can't make it to Walsall tomorrow, you can access live commentary from Pool's iFollow, available for £2.50. Overseas viewers can stream the game with a £10 match pass, which summarises our match preview and into our first prediction of the new campaign. 
I am going to go with a one-all draw. I want to say a Pills win, but I am set on a one-all draw. Jack, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how Paul Hartley's boys fare in EFL action. Um, a lot of them players will probably be playing EFL football for the first time. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they adapt to that. I think we obviously lost 3-1 there last season, um, but beat them at home. And we finished, uh, well, as he's saying, as you've said from the preview, literally identical. Um, partner obviously finished one place above. So, look, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to say we're going to do exactly what we did last season, first game of the season. We're going to go there, win 1-0, three points, back up the road, and uh, we move on to, of course, Wimbledon at home next weekend, um, which is a 3pm kickoff back home once again. It'll be fantastic to see all the new seats um, in place, hopefully a good crowd in. But, of course, we've got Walsall to tackle tomorrow. But that wraps up the very first, um, I guess, serious, well, not serious episode, but I think you'll know what we mean by the fact that everything else has been pre-season before this. Um, but we're now ready to get into competitive league action. I'm excited. Davo's excited. I'm sure the Pools fans are excited. Um, we really do hope that you've enjoyed the latest episode of HFC Chat, of course, and as ever, Keep the faith, back the boys, and never say die. We will see you in the next episode of HFC Chat. Hopefully a few points richer and things looking up. Sport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.